0: The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes, My Farm Radio, and TheDealWithYield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Joel Whipperford, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Late. And joining us on the phone is Mark Glady, Winfield United regional agronomist. We've got a great grower question that I'd like for you two to weigh in on. Jim from Minnesota asked, is weather playing a larger role in herbicide performance?
1: Yeah, so weather absolutely plays a very large role in herbicide performance. Um, first of all, the first thing I think of is my days as a crop scout back in college. Had a co-op in Springfields and we're busy. We want to get as many acres done. We're spraying up until the rain clouds start, basically, and it's hard to predict when it's going to rain and where they're going to come from. But obviously, if we get a lot of rain shortly after application and we wash the herbicide off the leaf, not good. Right, That one's a no-brainer. I think uh, Jim's comment might be more along the lines of if it's hot and dry and the weeds have a thick, waxy layer, because weeds can slightly adapt to environment. They can put thicker wax layers in their leaves. Wax is an oil. Water and oil do not get along, and part of Mother Nature's defense mechanism in a droughty, dry year is to help build a thicker wax layer to help trap more moisture inside the plant and help keep the plant turgor cells more uh, expanded and upright which is great for preventing drought. But on the flip side, the vast majority of our post-emergence applications use water as a carrier, and that makes it that much more difficult for water droplets to penetrate that thick, waxy layer to get the herbicide into the plant. The weather conditions, weather environmental factors certainly have a big influence on how much adjuvant load to use. As it gets hotter and more humid, we generally use the rule of 150, So if your temperature is 80 degrees and your humidity is 80% humidity, you add those two together, we get 160. If we're over that 150 threshold as a general guideline, we wanna start reducing our adjuvant load because we can potentially burn the crop. And it's kind of a fine line between how do we get enough adjuvant, enough crop oil, enough methylated seed oil to still melt that wax when they're hardened off in a dry droughty year but also not wanting to do any more crop response damage to the plant. As we get below that magic number of 150 of the humidity, relative humidity plus temperature, we can start increasing our adjuvant load to continue to melt that wax without extremely adverse conditions in crop response.
2: Yeah, you know, Jim from Minnesota, I think the weather question, you know, Mark, you did a great job explaining the environmental factors that go into it. I was intrigued by a study that the University of Illinois just released uh, talking about how climate change might affect weed control. Everybody likes to talk about the weather, but one of the things that they mentioned that was kind of interesting to me was that some of our seasons may start out a little bit wetter and then turn hot and dry. And so the University of Illinois started to talk about being able to talk about how many operating days there were in a spray season. And so suddenly this starts to become a really important factor that 22 days after you plant, your pre-emerge might start to kind of run out of gas a little bit. And if you get into a spell where there's a five-inch rain and then you're out of the field for five days and you've got a one-inch ragweed on Monday and you can't get back to the field till Friday – on Friday you've now got a four, five, six inch water ham per ragweed plant. So I think when you talk about the weather conditions and specifically some of the new weather patterns that we're in, being out of the field for five days is the difference between having ninety eight percent control killing one inch weeds and having sixty percent control trying to kill six inch weeds, which tends to be off label for most of our herbicides.
1: Right. When I think about you know, that topic and I look at the last couple of years, and in my territory, I live in central, west central Minnesota. Cover territory in that area. I watch the waterhemp pressure from the last, for the last five or six years, continue to move north, and it gets more and more difficult to control. And that weed will—it's a warm season germinator. So, to your topic about the pre-emerge herbicide starting to, you know, run out of steam. It does its job for the first three, maybe four weeks, but then it starts wearing off. And it's about the time that that herbicide, pre-emerge herbicide, is wearing off where water hemp really starts to germinate. And how do you manage a weed that can grow nearly an inch a day, and if the conditions are correct? And how do you manage that weed where after two or three inches in height, it becomes extremely difficult to control? I know dicamba might help us out with that, but there's still plenty of other conventional herbicides that are used. So my stump speech on that, what do I consider a Cadillac program to help manage that or get through that? My thought process is if I can't kill it when it's more than three or four inches tall, even with a group 14 PPO inhibitor, my thought process is I don't even want to let it get up in the first place because there are plenty of choices of what I would call in-season residual herbicides. Products like Dual or Charger, Warrant, Outlook, Zidua. Pick your flavor. But to me, a great program is plant your beans, let's just say May 1st, hypothetically. Spray your pre-emerge May 2nd. And by the 1st of June... Even if I don't see a lot of weeds or if they're really small, that's the time I want to come in and clean them up with a good post-emergence herbicide, a takedown herbicide, but also lay down that in-season residual and help prevent the emergence of more water hemp before they even get up and out of the ground. And then I don't have to worry about trying to time the weather or beat the rain or not have a windy day to spray. And get a second residual applied in early June, get another three to four weeks, of control, hopefully get close to 4th of July or close to canopy. Once our beans reach a height where they can shade out the ground, it is absolutely amazing the power of shading out the soil, preventing the ultraviolet light from reaching the ground, which is what's required to help start the germination process of a weed.
0: You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with Joel Whipperforth, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead, and Mark Glady, Winfield United Regional Agronomist. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes, MyFarm Radio, and TheDealWithYield.com.